Hey, I'm Eternal Savvy. And I'm Warp Blamp. Welcome to The Twisted Lantern, a podcast about a single game that we're a little too interested in, Kingdom Death Monster. So whether you're interested in the game's design or just want to hear two people talk for a while, this is a good place to be. So, without further ado, let's light the lantern. Excellent. Well, welcome to episode four, everybody. Uh, today, uh, we we have got some more in store for you in the form of weapon proficiencies and, well, training survivors for them more specifically, as well as our favorites, all of that good stuff. And we're gonna we're gonna try we're gonna try this episode to be a little bit more interesting than we were in last episode because Savvy and I we were not especially satisfied with just vomiting information like we felt it was necessary but also they didn't like it yeah re- regardless <laughs> yeah it it was certainly oh, we we sure did run through every piece of gear in the starting locations that was that was impressive. In, in some way, I suppose. <laughs> but uh, and, I mean, and I it's must... important. It's important to understand what our baseline is and our feelings. But yeah, I also need to thank you guys for apparently giving that episode more watches than our other two. Some for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah, we we are very much going to be trying to go through this one with uh, a bit more, a bit more about what we're feeling in in regards to the proficiencies themselves. And we we first of all uh, are gonna just quickly state that if you don't know what the proficiencies do, we will be going through them very briefly. But for the most part, we expect you to kind of know to some degree what's going on with them but we'll do our best to be brief about what each of them do with that being said we want to talk about our favorite ones first because we we absolutely do have favorites and uh we we have some fun stories about why we like them so lamp would you like to take it away first Oh yeah, no. I would I would love to just immediately dive right into my favorite proficiency. So just the the broadest of broad strokes here like if you if you use one weapon a lot in Kingdom Death Monster, you get better at it, and you get rewarded for doing it. It's pretty fresh. My personal favorite, though, is uh, is swords. God, do I love swords! <laughs> yeah, they. So again, for a little bit of context, the the basics of what you need to know about weapon proficiencies is that there's two levels of it. There is proficiency, and there is master. And when you reach master, everyone in the settlement forever has specialization. So. If you you start off by getting good and then you teach everybody else to be good, so it's 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 really really handy to get yourself a weapon master of any kind because it gives everyone the benefits of specialization. Um, with that being said, why do you like swords so much? I I adore swords because for one, swords are just like good weapons in general. It it takes very little effort to get sword proficiency. Uh, additionally, if you're playing with Flower Knight, we're not gonna go too far into it, but like trust me, if you play with Flower Knight, sword specialization is so trivial to accomplish. It is completely free. <laughs> it is such child's play to get sword proficiency from him. It's crazy. Yeah, but it's got this special, the special effect where we're like once, uh, once per attack, you just don't have to decide where you're hitting before you roll the dice. It's fantastic. So you can you can just roll a die, and if you get a crit, then you can decide you 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 attacked the the most poignant crit location. It's fantastic. It takes so much of the work off of you of trying to be lucky at the right times. You can just do it, just do it at your leisure. Not to mention as well that if so, swords are 
pretty much the most common weapon type you're going to be coming across, and they are well aware of that. So it's not that hard to give someone a sword out of nowhere and have them benefit from this. So if you get a master in your settlement really early on, or early enough on that you can manage, everyone's going to be able to just pick where they're hitting, which is just nice. It's really, really nice. It's like the the running theme of, uh, of good stuff in Kingdom Death Monster is consistency. If you have any level of control over what you're doing, then like that's good. Yeah, the I think the best way to put it is you, you're there's kind of two realms of thinking when it comes to TTRPGs or even just stuff like MMOs now that I think about it is that you are either the kind of person who really loves doing disgusting damage but randomly so with crits and stuff like that or you're the kind of person who loves consistently doing good damage because you know that's reliable you know it's gonna happen and the sword is just kind of the best of both worlds because it not only offers you the ability to choose where you're making a wound on any occasion which and i will remind you every wound location generally has a reaction from the monster uh so even simple stuff like oh i don't want him to trample my friends you can avoid that but it also gives you the excellence of choosing oh hey i just crit well i'm gonna do the most disgusting thing I can. <laughs> yeah. Now, and additionally, if you fail, you can choose the best spot to fail. It's just fantastic. It's it's overall an incredible specialization that you can get for absolutely anyone. It's never unhelpful. It's always welcome. Yeah. Um, and just additionally, mastery, although less interesting, just gives you more stats, which is fantastic. Like, plus one accuracy, strength, and speed on swords is disgusting. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean it's only ever going to be on your master, to be fair, but it basically turns him into a small mini-nuke to just send in towards tough monsters. Cause, or, a, or, yeah. or a large nuke if you get your hands on a black sword. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the black sword is... Oh, we'll get to that when we get to the Gorm, but we love the black swords, to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But uh, that's uh, that's my favorite. Uh, that's my favorite out of the way. What's yours? Now, my one is uh, it's it's very it's very much expected considering what my what I am holding in my portrait, which is the Zanbato. But I am mm -hmm. a big fan of the of the grand weapons specialization and mastery because to me it's not just what it does, but it's the image it gives you. The so. Grand Weapon Specialization gives you plus one accuracy, which, first of all, makes that one attack you get count a lot more, more mm. often. And if you are attacking with a Grand Weapon during your turn, if you crit, the monster's knocked down, and knocking down a monster mean means everyone else is going to have free hits against them. So it's not only the fact that it gives you just the ability to more, <laughs> more reliably kill a monster but you also have again that wonderful balance that the sword has which is it's got the reliability but it's also got the disgusting damage on a crit and the image of say your favorite survivor rolling in with a two-handed weapon and like seeing this monster who is literally like two to three times the size of you and just striking it down with all of your strength and everyone dogpiling it persona style it's rad <laughs> 
it is it is really really rad and like you like you said it's just really good because hitting a monster that is knocked down is completely trivial it is it is so good it also cancels reactions too which is fantastic yeah yeah if they're knocked down you just get to ignore for better or for worse you get to ignore all of the reactions that are on the card which yeah yeah yes please <laughs> <laughs> And uh, then to to top that all off, the the mastery. So again, you're only going to have the the master who doing this. But whenever you perfect hit with a grand weapon, cancel all reactions for that attack. And so essentially, you knock them down without even having to knock them down. It's 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 good shit. It's good. It's not the best mastery reward. I will say that much. But I would say it's mainly good for the specialization, and I again, it bears mentioning grand weapons are harder to come by, especially in core, in, in the core set, because, yeah, now that I think about it, how many grand weapons are in the core set? There is the Zanbato, the, I think there's like an axe, and I think that's about it. Uh, I mean, there's like a there's like a million rare gear cards. Surely one of them is a grand weapon. Yeah, and I think that there's one in the lantern uh, in the in the blacksmith as well, a lantern yeah. sword. Um, so it's 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 basically Zanbato or bust, but that's a good one to go bust for. <laughs> <laughs> not that you're biased. No, not at all. <laughs> right. So I suppose we should go over the others as well. And uh, actually, you know what? I think a better thing to go over is just a brief, I guess, a primer on what it's going to take you to get something like a specialization or a mastery and the considerations you need to make when you say, I want a mastery. Yeah, that is, that is a really good talking point. It's almost like we should have started with that instead of doing the idiot thing that we did. No, it's fine. We we get to, it's, it's it's the hook, line, and sinker. You bait them in with the cool shit, and then you go for the kill with the with the, the statistics. Exactly, and the strategy. It's fine. So in order to get a, in order to get specialization, it generally doesn't take too much effort on your part as long as you commit like very early on. Like all you need is like three uh, three bits of weapon proficiency, which in order to get that you need like two hundred XP. So what five hunts? That sound right? Yeah, if you if you are running raw or you are just going from the baseline, we are very much talking five hunts minimum to get to specialization. Weird exceptions notwithstanding. The the only other way that you're gonna be picking up on having a specialization early is if you can start gaining proficiency early. And to gain proficiency you have to have two hunt XP because you need the one age milestone. Mm-hmm. And the way you can do that is on your lantern horde on your core building uh if you have language which i will remind you you get straight away for surviving the tutorial fight if you don't have language i'm sorry if you don't have language then something's gone wrong (laughs) you dismantled language because it was raining outside (laughs) (laughs) yeah or some other inane bullshit but um so yeah you'll have language and if you have a survivor with two hunt xp uh, then you can spend an endeavor to have them teach somebody and give them a hunt XP. Uh, if you do that twice, they're up to your age milestone and they can start training in a weapon. Uh, so that is, again, I think you would probably have to be on year five anyway to start doing that. So earliest, 
you're, you're going to be looking at year five to get a spe- specialization at earliest. Mm-hmm. And that specializations, like we just described, are, are pretty easy to accomplish as long as you're just hard committing to one weapon. Uh, and and they're and they're they're very free and they're very helpful. Mastery is where things start to get a little bit dicey. Yeah, because that's eight hunts you need where you have gone out and. <laughs> Now, it might not sound like much. Oh, yeah. No, you're like, oh, it's fine. Just put one guy on the first eight years and have him wound every time. Not No biggie, right? But that's that means you have to, one, keep them alive. Two, have them go to every hunt, i.e. not get their fucking kidney exploded or something and means they have to stay behind. Uh, they also have to be in a fortunate enough position to be catching up with the monster in order to be able to hit them. There are so many factors involved in being able to hit and wound every single hunt of the first eight years. And there's the fact that the first eight years aren't all quarries. Some of them are nemeses. Yeah, no, there's, a, there's, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of elements that can screw you. Uh, just just from the baseline logistics, uh, but also um, also after you after you get like that much um, that much weapon proficiency, you're going to be rolling in hunty XP also, which is good because you'll be a stronger character. But it'll be bad because your days will be very numbered. Yeah, there is oh there is a lot of events which like to target high XP people and specifically there is a settlement event called murder which targets your highest your highest XP survivor so yeah the the game the game will gun for a gun for your anime badasses as we have said yeah it's 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 good to have them but don't hang on to them and the other thing as well is this is not an unreasonable fear, because we have literally encountered the situation where a character was one hunt off of mastery, and then... Got murdered. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's... When you set out to get a mastery, I wouldn't... Well, there's the problem. You've set out to get a mastery. It's... One of those things where we've done it. We, we've we started out from the get-go and said, our goal is to master fist and tooth or sword. And we do it, but we neglect other things. And that's the name of the game with this in the end, isn't it? With Kingdom Death Monster is what do you want to focus on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're always going to end up leaving something behind. Although, in fairness, our experiences were always based around not having nightmare training because we're never lucky and never get nightmare training. <laughs> and it's not often that we... It's not often that we're in a situation where, like, the stuff that... The, the innovations that lead to nightmare training are more preferable than other things we draw that year. Nightmare training is great, it's just hard to justify the ones prior to it, mm, sometimes, is all. And yeah, we also just have shitty luck with drawing it in the first place. And again, for context, Nightmare Training has a very, very good chance of allowing your survivor to gain weapon proficiency without having to go out on a hunt. Not to, not to cut you off at the head, but the only prerequisite for Nightmare Training is Symposium. Well, fuck me, silly. <laughs> I could have sworn there was another step in between the two. Well, thank you for checking that for me. No problem. <sighs> but yeah, my point is, it is nightmare training is a very good argument for why you'd want uh, a a 
a nice civilization as opposed to a savage one because you're going to be if you go with the graves fucking what is the word principle (laughs) (laughs) if you go with the graves principle you're going to be rolling in endeavor and if someone dies then you are going to be rolling in even more and that is going to give you very good grounds to just set somebody up to train up their weapon proficiency. And all of a sudden, you know, those two people who died earlier have just paid for themselves by making you have a fucking anime badass, you know? So, with that being said, do we reckon... Is there anything else we want to cover before we dive into the other ones? Now, as long as we've made the message clear of, like, do not do not hard commit, just, like... Like we we find it's just uh, so much better to not put all your eggs in one basket because then as soon as your win con dies and he will die, then the game's <laughs> over. Yeah, I I would say treat it less as a <sighs> treat it less as a I want this by mid game and treat treat it more like hey if we're getting close to the end and we pick up a mastery, we'll be happy about that. Yeah, like in in some cases, it is worth the risk to try and get mastery because there's some uh, there's some uh, uh, proficiencies that are really really good to have on everybody, but for the most part, it's not worth it. And using that segue, uh, let's go into the stuff which let's is good go to into have what on we're everyone. Talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, and when uh, when we say this, we we basically just mean uh, we basically mean shield and fist and tooth because hot damn, do you want that on everybody? They are unequivocally boons to everyone. It's it's one of those things as well where both of the specializations. It's very hard to find a situation where they are not being applied to your character. They, they have such low standards for activation, i.e. with Fist and Tooth, if you have specialization, or you, so if you had one master of Fist and Tooth in your settlement at all, then you may stand, if knocked down, at the start of the monster's turn or the survivor's turn. Agency is so valuable, you know? Being able to stand up when you want to, and if you're not running, it's... now that is that is that is a fair thing to bring up. Is that if you uh, if you're doing a, a a build that revolves around instruments, then this absolutely doesn't synergize. I mean, I guess it I guess it does. Like you don't have to stand up, but like it doesn't really help very much. Yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like just be mindful of the fact that having a drum, uh, having a drummer, basically does the same thing, although. Fist and Tooth specialization is still good at that point because it means that the guy with the drum can also stand up when he wants. Yeah. Uh, the mastery for Fist and Tooth is worth does bear mentioning as well. The master gains plus two permanent accuracy and plus two permanent strength, and they receive this bonus even when not using Fist and Tooth. It's really nice. <laughs> it... They make you work for this one because it is fucking hard to get a Fist and Tooth Master. But they know that, and they reward you so handsomely for it. (laughs) Yeah, because pretty much for everything else, you get a bonus that doesn't apply to your other shit. But but Fist and Tooth, aw man. Here's your sweet reward. Have fun hitting and killing everything for the rest of time. So... 
Then, next up, is, uh, is shields. And, uh... Man, do they make you work for shield specialization. Shields are not easy weapons to wound with. No... Now, if you're not, um, if you're not running Gorm expansion, have fun with this fresh slice of hell. Yeah, cause, oh man, the only shield you're gonna have access to in anywhere near early game is the leather shield, and that requires you to probably be around year five to begin with, and then you can pick up a shield in the first place to start training it. And that shield is an eight plus to hit. And has, what, one strength? Yeah, something something like that. Something bad. So, it's, oh. Oh, the only other shield which is going to be coming to you at any point after that is the scrap shield. And the scrap shield, don't get me wrong, pretty good weapon, requires you to have the smelter. Uh, it's <laughs> not very feasible to get that in anywhere near the early game. Uh, I don't so, know how much attention we've brought to it, but just because we haven't done a spotlight on it, but really, Gorm is really good to have. Just for just for this alone. Yeah, and if you're wondering why we're making such a hullabaloo about the shield specialization, let's spell it out. Uh, while if you are specialized in shields, while a shield is in your gear grid, you are no longer knocked down when you collide with a monster, which is great, don't get me wrong. Here's the more important part. While a shield is in your gear grid, add one armor to all your hit locations. Holy shit, it's so much value! To put it in perspective, having- that- that makes it so that having one piece of gear, a single shield, gives you as much armor as an entire set of rawhide. It is so worthwhile, because it's such a pain in the ass. If you can get a shield master in core game by some miracle or some kind of luck, you are going to be sitting pretty for a while, because the best part is you can have a utility guy with just the most random shit in the world slap a shield on him. He's good. Oh, we can't overstate how much these are just fucking excellent. We love them to bits, but we so rarely get a hold of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, Not uh, bleeding with luck, guys. Yeah, no, we, we've had... I both look forward to and also don't look forward to telling the story of getting... You know what, I'll keep it for later. There's one particular death which was the epitome of bad luck on my end, and I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll tell that story sometime. You know, I know when we'll tell that story, actually. It's when we talk about him. When we talk about him. Now, that growl might make you think we're talking about Antelope, but no, it's someone much more fun. Also, just quick bullet point, Shield Mastery is not fantastic, but, like, it gives you, it gives everyone shield specialization, so. Yeah, that's the main thing. Uh, it's... <sighs> Master, you get to swap spaces with people in specific situations. Eh. Eh. Spear. I really like spear specialization. Spear is a nice safety net. It it is, and we don't we don't generally we don't generally get uh, spear specialization, but I like it. I like it a lot, just because uh, when you attack with a spear, if you draw a trap, you roll a d10 on a seven plus, you just cancel it, and like. Those aren't great odds, I will admit, but sometimes that's your only plan. <laughs> sometimes your only plan is hit the trap. 
we have had more than a couple of situations where our only options are fuck we know traps up next the only thing we can do is poke this thing from a safe distance and then get and get the fuck out of dodge beforehand so spear's really nice for that because it's just it's a safety net on top of your terrible terrible plan yeah like not to not to get off topic but a specific example of a trap which is very nice to negate is Kingsman because Kingsman's trap is really fucking nasty if you're about to kill him. Yeah. If you're about to kill him and I'm pretty sure his ca- trap is just canceled by owning a shield, but if you don't have him, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Mastery is pretty cool, uh but it's also situational. It's uh if you if you have a spear you may spend a survival to gain priority target token. Uh it is uh It's nice being able to dry aggro is good. Like like we say, being able to control anything in this game is good. Uh but like we've never really gone out of our way to get a spear master. <laughs> It also has the funny, uh, the funny image of uh, if somebody, if you make the attack from behind another survivor, you could have it so that the survivor in front of you is priority instead. So you just, you just, you just poke, <laughs> you just him. poke him and then act like it wasn't you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, we would say that those that fist and tooth, sword, shield, and spear are like the general like across the board nice ones and just generally applicable to most people ones yeah no these things these things will always be helpful and and just they give you a benefit that's not strictly strictly mapped to this um to just killing stuff like a lot of them will just give you like more bonuses for hitting monsters and that's nice but like more defense being able to stand when you want to being able to control what you're hitting being able to deal with trap these are all things that are not just hitting the monster and that's good yeah having versatility in your options is incredibly important in this game so in terms of versatility of options, there is a lot more options. There is uh, whips, hammers, uh, katars, axes, bows, daggers, and the Twilight Sword. And they're all equally valid. Some of them less than others. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all benefits, is the main thing. First of all, I'm just going to straight up call out the hammer, because as we have mentioned... It, it, what hammer what hammers what hammers (laughs) (laughs) they're clubs but yeah man i mean the picture's a hammer i understand (laughs) can you blame me for forgetting what their fucking name is when have they ever been relevant in this fucking game except for the damned antelope hey now the thunder mall is very relevant oh yeah hold up let me just roll that 100 on the fucking hunt table Let me just roll that 1% chance. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking about, Savvy. I've gotten the Thunder Mall before. It's very <laughs> relevant. <laughs> also, quick anti-shout-out to the Thunder Mall. I don't like it. <laughs> and uh, we, will, we will once again say our obligatory uh, antelope quote, which is, we'll, we'll get, get to that. that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, we might since we since we just spent a fucking 
two minutes just shitting on the club. Uh, what's the club specialization do, Lamp? Uh, on a perfect hit, your wound attempt is doubled on the first location, which is which is nice, I guess. But like early game, that is basically completely meaningless. <sighs> And then if you're a master, then a successful wound attempt total, if, you're, if your successful wound attempt total is greater than or equal to twice the monster's toughness, inflict an additional wound. And that's what so fucking- What shit do you have to be doing in order to get that much? <sighs> Man, I don't know. Like, that would only ever proc on your, on your first hit with the, um, with the club specialization, right? Mm-hmm. Just use a Zonbato. Just use a fucking Zonbato. <sighs> Not to shit on it, but we will. <laughs> Granted, our opinion of the club might be coloured by the fact that it is associated with the antelope, but we'll move on for the sake of brevity. For the sake of being goddamn professionals, we'll talk about the whip. <laughs> whip is interesting, although we've never made very much use of it personally. Mm, it's uh, it's specialization is particularly interesting. When you wound with a whip, instead of moving the top card of the AI deck onto the wound stack, move it to the discard pile. It's yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. <laughs> I'm sure it's helpful. Oh, sorry, you may move the top card- I, I misspoke. You may move the top card of the uh, AI discard pile. So, you, you pick from- you pick, like, the card that you've just seen rather than the one that you can't see. It's- it's interesting. It's- it's still one of those things where it's like, okay, this is great if they just so happens to have used a move that we don't like. Wound- whips are hard to wound with in the first place. Yeah, in that- in that situation, it's- it's quite helpful, but- eh. <sighs> It's like a solid D, C tier. Uh, <laughs> I know it is good. The mastery for it is plus five strength with a whip. So now you'll be able to wound with it. <laughs> hey, have you just... Now that, you've, now that you've clawed your way here to whip mastery... Now you can actually wound with it. <laughs> God. Anyway, Lamp, yeah. What's, what's the next one? Um, let's see. Uh, let's, uh, guitars. Guitars are cool. Uh, we've slept on guitars for a while, but honestly, they are, they are pretty fresh. Yeah. Uh, the specialization is, um, is, uh, the first, uh, the first wound, the first hit location you select, you can, you can cancel reactions. Awesome. Fantastic. Big fan. Yeah, god, we really have been sleeping on it. We we were recently doing runs where we actually pick up uh specifically the beast guitars, which is the white lion ones cuz those are basically the only ones you have access to in early game. But they are still really solid weapons and oh yeah, they're super good. It's one of those instances of the more you play the game, the more you learn about just the sleeper hits in, in regards to anything, in regards to gear, in regards to, to fighting arts, all that kind of stuff. It is... Yeah, don't overlook it. It's a good one. Uh, the mastery is also... It's it's real, it's real, it's really mm. good, honestly. Mm. <laughs> it, it gets really unreasonable because uh, on a perfect hit with a guitar, you gain plus one evasion token. And you'll and if you get knocked down, you lose your evasion tokens. But there's plenty of ways to stop yourself from getting knocked down. So theoretically, you can become an unhittable demon god. It's 
kind of scary how fucking insane that can get uh <laughs> it, mastery on any weapon is one of those instances where it's like okay i have achieved i have achieved mastery i have my fucking 50 cal rifle to point at something that we can't be bothered to deal with you know like it's it's crazy how much these masteries can give you just without much other effort without having to grab many more stats or pieces of gear just gives you a really great fighter <laughs> you know it's it's unlikely that you'll have a bad character end up with mastery but if you do they're not a bad character anymore or you can end up with mastery on the same fight that you have your leg taken off yeah, that also, that also happens sometimes. <laughs> now, good luck getting to something to use your mastery. Yeah, losing legs sucks. Losing legs hey, fucking sucks. Quick point of advice uh, in Kingdom Death Monster and in life. Try not to lose your legs. <laughs> that being said, we have the fortunate benefit in real life of having wheelchairs, which you do not have the benefit of in Kingdom Death Monster. So no, this, this game is not very accessible to the handicapped. If you lose your legs, you're just doomed. <laughs> like, yeah, you got two movement. Good luck. Have fun. Want to go hunt an antelope? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> axes. <laughs> oh my god, axes. When attacking with an axe, if your wound attempt fails, you may ignore it and attempt to wound the selected hit location again once per attack. It's good. That's good. One free reroll per wound uh, attempt. I would not knock it. And you know what? It's not as powerful of a specialization as others that we've seen. But the reason for that... But axes themselves are already, like, good. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, just just for context as well, axes are one of the first weapons you can make as well. And even the first one is really good. So... I mean, they know that, again, they're smart. The guys who made this game are very smart. They know what they're doing when it comes to the benefits that they give you for various aspects of the game. Mastery. When you wound with the axe and the wound location has a persistent injury, the wound becomes a crit. Again, situational, very specific, but when it comes up, oh boy, does it come up. Because there's some really, really nasty persistent injuries that can completely trivialize fights. Like Phoenix, oh boy, you, you really, you'd really want that on Phoenix. Yeah, I mean, it really can just gimp several monsters. There, there are monsters which have entire mechanics that are thrown out the window on certain persistent injuries. So, again, nice to have. Don't count on it. Take us away with bows. Um, bows are a weapon that I have a storied history with. <laughs> uh <laughs> By all means, we've got a little bit of time. Why don't you tell us your little, uh, your, your history? Because, again, like, we, the personal experiences we have with weapons is, is very important because that is, at the end of the day, cards are all great in theory. Rules are all great in theory. It's all a matter of how, what they actually end up feeling like in play. So please tell us about your storied history with bows. Ah, there's, there's a lot. So, so when the, when I was playing Kingdom Death Monster for the first time, I was basically just playing bitch, which was fine. I signed up for it. <laughs> um... And, uh, and in my playing bitch, I really wanted to have a bow, so that way I wouldn't be directly engaging with any monsters. And just allow me to give you my own personal anti-recommendation. If you are playing utility bitch, do not put a bow in your hands. 
I know it sounds like a good idea, but don't do it. There is... Yeah, I mean, it sounds counterintuitive to throw a utility master and a bowmaster into a four-man party, but it usually actually ends up better if you are running somebody who is specifically about attacking from range versus someone who has other jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the thing is... Thing is, if you put a bow in your hand and you have all these utility items, that bow is never getting used. And when it does get used, uh, it went so so poorly for I, me. <laughs> I can't recall a single instance of you actually wounding with any significance. Man, screw the claw head arrow. I hate that thing. <laughs> Piece of garbage. It's a great item, but it never fucking works. Oh, it's excellent when it works, but man, it again, that is the other reason that you want to be putting a bow in the hands of somebody who's actually going to be actively using it. And it's a good thing to be actively using, don't get me wrong, it's... Yeah, bows are awesome if you're not doing that, so... <laughs> right, weapon specialization on bow. Um, if, if you miss, try again. It's great. It's great, and again, you're gonna need to get the specialization by having somebody who is attacking with the bow every round that they can, because again, bows more often than not, and the first bow you're gonna have access to is cumbersome, i.e., you have to stand still. And if the monster has moved out of your range, well... Tough shit. Yeah, tough shit. So, I mean, putting it on a utility character suddenly doesn't seem like a great idea when you are fucking maybe shooting twice per showdown and not wounding and... <laughs> never uh, wounding it. Yeah, and then just never getting that specialization to make your life easier. Put the bow in the bowmaster's hand. <laughs> Please, I beg of you. And if you do happen to get... If you do happen to get bow mastery, man, is it good. Because your bows become deadly too and ignore cumbersome. It's awesome. It's so, so good. I would go so far as to say that out of all proficiencies and masteries, the bow mastery is the single, is the single buff that adds the most to its own weapon type. Absolutely. It is. It not only gives you a benefit, it removes its detrimental quality. Yeah, and it, you feel it. You feel it so much being able to move and attack. And it's, crit. And crit and wound. And, and all from a safe distance. And all from a safe distance. Highly recommend bows. Just put them on the character who can wound with them. <laughs> Because it does bear mentioning, uh, bows still benefit from your strength, because I guess you pull back the the bow harder. Uh, That's the way reality works. Yeah, no, true. I guess you just string your bow to, to have a higher draw strength. I'm a dumbass. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Talk about knives. Yeah, this one... So, we we also have a pretty storied history with, with daggers and the specialization. I would say the dagger specialization is probably the most common one we pick up. Um, yeah, because daggers, daggers are just, they're, they're really good. Bone dagger, really nice to have early on. It's, it's easy to pick a dagger up. It's surprisingly easy to wound with them to get the proficiency with them. That being said, specialization. When attacking with a dagger, if a wound attempt fails, 
After performing any reactions, you may discard another drawn hit location card in an attempt to wound that hit location again. So, it's it's basically a weird failsafe, right? Like you're 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 attempting to wound, you fail, and and you get hit by whatever it's, the monster's trying to fuck you up with. And then you can just discard another card to try again. It's it's weird, but it it it's strangely very helpful. Yeah, it just kind of lets you kind of lets you bash your head against problems. Yeah, like it's a way to brute force with a weapon that's not designed for brute force. And you know what? I welcome that mastery. After a wounded hit location is discarded. A dagger master who is adjacent to the attacker and the wounded monster may spend a survival to redraw that wounded hit location and attempt to wound with a dagger. So basically, if you got two guys with shivs and someone successfully shivs the monster, your your buddy who's also a da- using a dagger can shiv them in the same spot. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very nice, because if you've just, say, wounded a a location that has a really good crit location, then have another go at it, right then and there. It does... it does bear mentioning that it means you have to have somebody with a dagger in their boot, which is taking up a gear slot. But, hey, it's nice. That being said, the dagger... uh, I mean, it's not as... it's one of those... it's the wordiest... It's the weirdest. It's still good. I wouldn't say it's as good as some of the others. It's probably around the lower tiers for them, but it's definitely not as bad as some of the others. Not much else to say, really, on that one. Yeah. Let's talk about Twilight Sword. Yeah, so the reason we've left this one to last is specifically because it's a weird one, as is the sword itself. And uh, so the Twilight Sword is not a weapon you make. Once you reach, I believe it's five innovations, the the Hooded Knight will show up. And, and thrust it upon you. And you don't get a say in the matter, and it's especially annoying sometimes, because it's a cursed sword, which means whoever he... whoever's hands he rams it into can't drop it, ever. <laughs> your problem now. It's your problem now, yeah. That being said... The Twilight Sword's very, very good. <laughs> and I think uh, we, we should probably grab the Twilight Sword, actually, uh, it, in order to talk about it, because I don't think we actually talked about it in the gear episode, now that I uh, now that I think about it. Um, so, no, we didn't. We didn't talk about it in early game, either. Although, I feel like we could have, even though it's unlikely. It's, it's one of those ones where we didn't want to... We didn't want to address it specifically because there is a a time and a place for that, and that time and place is right now. The so so the Twilight Sword, it has one attack. It is two-handed. It is cumbersome, so you have to stand still to use it. It's cursed, so it's always in your gear grid. It is uh, you have to be insane to use it, and it's irreplaceable. So if your character holding it dies, it's gone. But Here's the great part. Nine strength. A beast of a weapon. It's pretty fucking ridiculous. But in order to hit, 
Its accuracy is always a 9 plus negative your Twilight Sword proficiency level. So you're going to have to get to a you're going to have to get to two levels of proficiency to be actually using this thing in any effective way. Now, the good thing about that, the specialization for the Twilight Sword is weird but very cool. It doesn't just give you flat bonuses based on whether you're a specialist or a master. It gives you bonuses based upon how many ranks of proficiency you have in the first place. So if you have two ranks, i.e. the base level to be a specialist, then you ignore Cumbersome. Great, now I can move and hit. If you have four ranks, then when attacking with the Twilight Sword, ignore slow and gain plus two speed. Great, I'm now attacking three times with a nine strength weapon, which I am hitting on, what, fives with at this point? And if you get to six, it gains deadly. Wow, that's amazing! What? Surely Mastery will give me something equally powerful! Nope. <laughs> you leave. If you get mastery, your character fucks off. Where where do they leave? They leave. They leave. They leave. Anyone who has it realizes they have a higher purpose and walks out. They're gone. The worst mastery of all time. That being said, why, so why would you want to train the Twilight Sword? If I get mastery, then that's fucking pointless, right? Well, the final boss of the game is called the Watcher. And if you're using the Twilight Sword versus the Watcher, it has devastating two. Which means it does three wounds with every attack. Yeah. <laughs> if you can get to seven proficiency with this thing and then roll into the final boss fight... It's a, it's free real estate. You just kill him. You just kill him. He's just fucked. <laughs> oh my god. It's, it's pretty spectacular. It's, it's a little bit of work, but like, honestly, as far as like specialization and mastery goes, it's really not that hard to accomplish. <laughs> Certainly easier than fucking whip. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I mean, oh, standing still to actually hit with this, oh, nine strength weapon is is comparatively small fry in comparison to I literally have zero strength. I have weapon. to stand still to use my weapon for two whole hunts? Ugh. <laughs> God, woe is me. But, uh... <laughs> My heart bleeds for you, Twilight Sword wielder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that being said, we've, we've, we've not made as much use of the Twilight Sword as we, uh, specialization. No, we tend to ignore it because uh, it tends to get thrust on people that we don't want to have it. <laughs> We just kind of ignore the Hooded Knight entirely. <laughs> yeah, like, you've just walked in from, like, a fucking baller hunt. You're ca you're carrying, like, 10, 14 resources on you. You're feeling good about yourself. One of you guys just got, like, a free strength during the hunt, and they're also working their way towards being a swordmaster. You walk back to your home, and you're just like, Oh, uh, oh, hey, Hooded Man, what are you doing? Hey, what's that in your hands? What, what do you mean? Oh, yeah, what is this in my hands? Well, wouldn't you like to know? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's stuck with it. <laughs> it screws the pooch sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Not to mention, like, if you had, like, a really optimized uh, build on your character's gear, like, all nine of your things were really important to what they were doing. Oh, man. Twilight Sword's not welcome in that case. <laughs> I think, uh, I think... 
before we wrap up because i think i think we've got a little bit more time uh i'd i'd like to i'd like to talk about the the idea of the storytelling aspect of training your survivors for a proficiency and maybe just a couple of other stories that maybe come to mind so yeah i mean one of the things as i've mentioned in the past with this game is that it's the whole thing of storytelling through mechanics and it's something which is seen in a lot of other places dark souls is the place where i think it's people can very easily point to the whole visual storytelling thing where you don't get told about how a big strong demon is so powerful that he can knock people through through walls and shit no you walk past a a a set of barred walls and there's a big demon there and what's ahead in the hallway a dude who's been a, a dead dude who's hanging through some bent bars you know it's it's the implied storytelling and that's pretty much exactly what's going on when it comes to mechanics in this game you you obtain fighting arts you obtain weapon specializations and it tells a story about your character it it says something about what they've been doing with their time and it gives them that little bit of like pizzazz about hey yeah i can imagine this dude in the settlement like you know he he goes off to the brink of the darkness with his sword and you know he does nightmare training in the darkness no lantern just fights the shadows you know it's it's that kind of implied story which this provides and it might be romanticizing it a bit but it's what i live for when it comes to ttrpgs or or tabletop games of any kind no i i can i can absolutely i can absolutely understand that the, this game, this game really does excel in, a, in implied storytelling. Well, all right, excelled might be overselling it. Where it doesn't, it, it's so so cool and so awesome. And where it doesn't, it feels it feels a little bit empty. Yeah, like the spots where there is a really strong sense of no explicit detail outside of what it's telling you to roll. That's where the strong points really lie with kingdom death monster the moments where like man there's been so many moments where lamp and i are just sitting and we we encounter a new table for the first time whether it's an expansion or or just something we we haven't taken the time to explore in a previous run and we read through a table or we read we read through a result that we just got and we just like have this moment where we're just like whoa and we're like just back and forth coming up with this fucking excellent situation where like, oh like this means like that this character just did this and fuck that's cool that's the shit which is so hype and i love it it's great this really is a good game yeah yeah <laughs> i mean oh man like we say it, we say it at the start of all of these podcasts that uh, that we adore this game but like we really really do yeah i mean it's it's even in just small places i mean we had a good laugh earlier about like Oh yeah, it doesn't explicitly state it, but the idea of, oh, you can give priority target to the dude in front of you if you're using a Spearmaster. It, it doesn't say, oh yeah, it, it, it doesn't spell out the situation, but you just imagine the guy fucking peeking over the, his, his mate's shoulder and then quickly hiding behind him. Like, 
or not even that maybe you take it differently you it's up to you how you interpret that maybe you're seeing it as this really like excellent tactical strategic planned out thing where you know you've got a shield master in front so what you do is you got the guy in the front of the shield who is a tank and it's this whole like roman you know shield setup where the guy prods him from behind his mate and the guy's there ready waiting with a shield to take this guy on you know it's it's up to you how you interpret it and that's why we're so enthusiastic about the game that's why we're so willing to be wrong about things (laughs) (laughs) i mean like we said we're we're very casual on this on this podcast (laughs) i mean just just by the fact that i'm I'm certain that I will have cut out at least one of my mistakes from earlier, but one of them is probably going to still be left in because because it's too hard to cut around. We <laughs> like it's it's really down to how you enjoy the game and the the weapon masteries and training your survivors is honestly ah oh, it's just such a treat to go through go through the story. I mean, sorry sorry go by all means go ahead. Uh, no, I was just gonna say that it's yeah, it's it's really it's really cool to to raise your uh, to raise your your not not yet anime badasses up from the muck. Just like they're they're nobody. They're just they're just dudes wielding sticks. But like you train them up, and suddenly suddenly they become not an anime badass yet, but they're competent. Maybe now they won't get gutted by monsters, and sometimes they do, but other times they triumph, and it's it's just great. It's so wonderful, and you know, you you end up with these unexpected tales of heroism or tragedy. I mean, or just gratuitous failure. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the amount of stories that have come out of like, I mean, just watch the the second run, uh, the, the one with Lamp uh, on 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 my Twitch channel, uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Eternal underscore Savvy. Uh, links in the description. And you will you'll see as characters that start off as jokes or as as you know just just nobodies just suddenly rise and you know we nothing's causing nothing nothing explicitly is stating these things about the character but we suddenly have this whole lore around the two leaders of the settlement and their rivalry and and the way they talk to each other and 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 the 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 scenes of of tragedy and drama that they have together and and the the rise and fall of their comrades and and how hoop and stick ruins everything and how hoop and stick is just a complete shitter and has literally caused some of the worst tragedies in the settlement <laughs> some of them explicitly with his dick <laughs> oh. hoop and stick you deserved to die <laughs> I, think, I think that's i think that's enough gushing i think we've said all we're going to say yeah absolutely this uh we we hope that this has given you at least some insight into 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 uh, weapon proficiencies and training your survivors, and and a little bit more insight into uh, into our interests and our passions with this stupid stupid game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, with that, I guess we'll do our exit amble with our various promotions and such. So, Lamp, if you if you would like to start off. Yeah, no, of course. If you uh, if you like me and not savvy, uh, you should come to Twitch.tv for Tusk Surprise Round RPG. Tell your friends. 
Uh, we play conventional tabletop games there, more like, dun- well, all right, I, I can't say conventional. We play things like Dungeons and Dragons and Pathfinder, those sorts of things. I feel like I feel like purists might call what, what we're talking about here a traditional tabletop game, but eh, you know, perspective. Mm. But uh, yeah, and and I can uh, I can highly highly recommend uh, that channel. There's a lot of good stuff going on there. Uh, and uh, if of course you want to catch the Kingdom Death streams, uh, the the, the ones from the past at the very least, then you can go to twitch.tv forward slash eternal underscore savvy, as I mentioned. But not only do I we recommend do the one Death, I was in, it's a very good one to be fair because we actually kind of know what we're doing. Uh, <laughs> the not but, uh, entirely because we still do many things wrong, but you know, <laughs> yeah, no, but hey, that's that comes with the territory of learning. Uh, but there's there's not just uh, Kingdom Death on on there. There is also uh, myself and various friends playing through various games, visual novels, and uh, yeah, I mean just just take a look, see what you like. And uh, last of all, yeah, in case you didn't know, in case you weren't listening to it on there already, you can find all of these episodes on iTunes. So please, by all means, go on there, listen to us, subscribe to us. Everything helps, and we would love to see more of you listening. Huh. Oh, uh, one, uh, one, one final quick shout out. Um, is that uh, this, uh, this lovely, this lovely cover art here uh, was made by one she hero six. Uh, she is currently taking commissions right now. You should, you should really, you should really swing by and check those out. Shehero six That's six, the number, not the word. Absolutely, and the, that will naturally be in the in the description. Uh, much like with the other episodes, you can find her Tumblr uh, in that link. And uh, yeah, go commission them. I have I have commissioned her on several occasions, and it's always excellent work. She does she does really good work. Absolutely. So, I think that's everything that we need to talk about. I believe so. Is it time for us to douse the lantern? I believe it is. Goodbye, everybody. Later. <laughs>